Hello, and welcome to the Roving Social Worker Podcast. I am Jay, your Roving Social Worker. This is part one to a multi-part series, How Do I Become a Traveler? I have been getting an influx of PMs, DMs, and emails asking me, how do I become a travel social worker? Well, it's easier to ask that question than actually answer it. Let me first start this explanation by explaining how I got myself into this mess. I did not choose the travel life. It kind of found me. So two years ago, my husband unexpectedly lost his job with my employment just not paying enough to support the household bills. I had updated my Indeed profile a couple weeks earlier, and out of nowhere, I got this email from a recruiter. At first, I was cautious. My dad had always called them headhunters, and that's not a great association. Well, I decided to entertain this gentleman, and when he told me the pay, the location, and the benefits, I was all in for an interview. The job did not pan out into attempt to perm placement like advertised. However, it got me on the radar of the travel world. My second assignment was by chance and came from a Facebook group for Arizona social workers. The recruiter that time had responded to my post requesting job leads. We connected and it was off to the Navajo Nation for five months for me and my family. After that gig, I became hooked and in love with this very treacherous newer field of social work. I love words, and if you caught it earlier, I was referring to traveling as treacherous. I'm dramatic, but I'm not being that dramatic about this. This is an incredibly difficult lifestyle. It is even harder if you have a family, a spouse. The physical aspect of travel and the isolation that brings that it brings can tear away at a pre-existing medical condition or your mental health. I personally prefer driving across country instead of flying, so add in the potential risks of a femme traveling alone on highways that have zero cell phone reception and gas stations that end up being hours apart. And then there's the physical environment where the assignment is at, the city, the state, the region. This can pose multiple risks from issues of regional weather patterns, such as it being negative 62 in Minnesota, or large fires like most of Arizona during the summer. And there's also hurricanes and volcanoes. There are actually quite a bit of travelers out in Hawaii. And then just air pollution found in urban cities, like my current place of Phoenix, Arizona. So in my experience, and this is not a data-driven statement, Assignments can take you to a failing facility that has poor supervision, high turnover, and even higher liability for you. Is that something you are professionally and or mentally ready for? I've been lucky. Out of four contracts, I've only been to one facility that was struggling to operate, but I was surrounded by amazing people, other travelers, while I was there. My experience is not every traveler's experience. There are multiple truths to this path. Yet, I have heard many a travel story about being at a struggling hospital or having a supervisor that just was not there. Let me reiterate. Travel work can be overwhelmingly isolating and lonely. So, do you still want to become a travel social worker?
Until next time, friends and travelers, this ends today's segment of the Roving Social Worker podcast. Travel well and keep on traveling.